This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only... Puckle TCG Cast. Hello, hello, Pokolonians, and welcome to episode 37 of the Puckle TCG Cast. I am your host, Lord Yushiro, and today we have a magnificent show for you guys. Puckle, of course, before anything, stands for Pokemon Underground Champion Sleep, a nonsensical name our fearless leader Thatch came up with, and we're just rolling with it. Now, Today we're going to talk a few interesting topics. We're going to talk a little bit about the news, which is not much that we want to discuss, but we're going to go with the topic, and the topic is going to be fantastic. And that is, we're going to teach you guys how to cheat. Yes, yes, you listen correctly. We're teaching you how to cheat so you can go and cheat as much as you want, but preferably to also know how to <laughs> spot it and defend yourself. But before we get there, before, got to introduce my amazing co-host, up first, we got a man that some say eclipse, solar eclipse happen just because he can't be bothered to wear sunglasses. It's Gator Maximus. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Hello, hello. And with us, of course, returning once more, we have none other than some say that he's able to eat soup with chopsticks. It's our Sigma. Yo, how's it going, everyone? Doing great, doing great. Now, before we head to the news, I'm going to ask you what I'm trying to ask you every episode. What have you been playing? What decks have you been uh, working around with? And what are you experimenting? Gator, let's start with you. Um, I have been maining Gardevoir like a filthy, filthy meta player. <laughs> um, I like the Guardian. No shame. Sylveon, and honestly, that's the deck... That's in contention for um, topping at Vancouver right now. So yeah, or Toronto. Which is it this weekend? What's Vancouver? Is Vancouver? Okay, yeah. I always you never know. It's a Canadian city. Yeah, it's somewhere <laughs> uh, somewhere in the Great White North. Um, <laughs> but someone from Great Down South is in final contention. Shoutouts to Pablo from Tablemon for being in the top cut right now and trying to battle it out for first so we'll see how that goes it's a gardevoir mirror yeah is it gardevoir right now like ranked number one deck overall standard i would say it's the best deck right now best deck in format yeah it's real good (laughs) it's it's too good 
expanded. I've been playing uh, around with Speed Darkrai and always Sableye Garb. Nice. Oh, of course, Sableye. Oh, Sableye, this still gives me PTSD. Or Sigma. Um, what have you been playing with? Uh, in standard, it's just been some Volcanion decks because I got the pretty looking Volcanions on T- PTCGO, so nice. I want to play with them. Um, <laughs> and in expanded, I'm playing Night March because that deck does stupid things. <laughs> Night March does. That's the perfect the definition. My uh, Sableye Garb deck. Ooh, I hear a challenge. <laughs> we should record that and put it on the YouTube channel for Puckle. For sure. I'll narrate the whole thing like a tournament. <laughs> As for me, I've been uh, finally updating my, my deck list. Uh, I made about four or five decks today. I'm pretty proud of myself with testing them. Uh, I was able to construct a new... Greninja deck, which we'll talk later on as deck of the episode, because we're gonna come back to it. Uh, we're all, I also was able to, uh, construct, a, a Lunala Mewtwo deck, which didn't go as well as I planned it to be. I'm still gonna test that out with you guys on the stream. If you guys please join us at, uh, twitch.com slash the Puckle Podcast to join me on a switch on Monday. There we go. Thank you very much. Um, but yes, plenty of uh, decks that I built that I can definitely play with. Oh, I also bu- uh, built a, a Gardevoir GX decks to play with you guys online. So excited for that. But enough dilly-dallying. We're going to move on to what we call to be the news. So let's go ahead and drop it. And we're back with the news and not much to talk about as you guys know i've already said this in a couple of episodes we do um hold on on the actual cards and what they do because we have review episodes that we want to take the opportunity to take through or three hours to actually take the time and discuss these cards so with that in mention we do still want to remind you that crimson invasion is arriving november 4th here in the united states and we can't be more excited we've already seen many of the cards that are scheduled to be released and with this and things are continuing to look up for pokemon sun and moon and Dude, speak for yourself hold on hold really on. The, how so how so these Ultra Vs, okay, like, we're not going to go into them and talk about what they do, but they are pretty trash. Like, <laughs> like I am not excited about this set. There's a couple cards that I'm excited about, but, like, let's be honest, <laughs> Burning Shadows had more going for it, and I told you guys how I felt about Burning Shadows as a whole. Yeah. Like, uh, it's the set's shaping up to be like Evolutions was last what? year. What? That bad? I don't <laughs> think so. Where I was like, where I was like, all right, guys, I see what you're doing, but I'm not impressed with it. I mean, yes, the, the Ultra Beasts don't seem to be all that right now, but Nato did the break Pokemon when they first came out, so who knows? Maybe something will come along the lines to uh, help these Ultra Beasts to be actually uh, playable in some way. Um, still super excited to have them in the game, and I love that the fact that they play around with prices. That's what gets me excited, because it's definitely something we've never seen really before all that much. So, Christmas Invasion and the Ultra Beast are coming November 4th, the same month that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon will be released, so it's gonna be a month of Pokemon for and Ultra Beast for sure. But one thing that we really have to take into consideration about how amazing they've been pulling them off are Man, 
Have you guys seen the new uh, full arts that they've been revealing so far? Uh, Lily, we got Lily post uh, before when she had the hat and and uh, after she has the hat, we have uh, Luminis. Uh, that's her name? Lumis? Lusamine. Lusamine. We have Lusamine before she becomes crazy and after she becomes uh, possessed by Nihalego. Uh, and these full arts are just so pretty to look at. What do you think, Art Sigma? Oh, I love these. I kind of wish they would have been the full arts from the start, but I'm okay with double dipping on them. So, <laughs> yep. No, they look because great. Gator, what do you? What's your two cents? I play minimum rarity, so like that's true. It's not like it's nice if I pull it and I can sell it and get more money to buy more cards, but like that's about where I'm at on it. I would totally still keep uh, if I pull them. I would totally keep the, um, ooh, Lily with the, uh, fixed hair, you know, the, after she becomes brave, and the crazy Nihalego, uh, Luminis, or however you call her. So those two cards look amazing, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna be happy in any deck that you place them. So, kudos to Pokemon International to really come up with great artists, great designs, and man, I just wish for them to just, all of our trainers to be full arts and just, completely uh retire the old standard trainers and how they look so here's wishing for something that will never happen maybe we'll get the correct art for the kiawe full art this time <laughs> maybe with the salazzle and the hiker hopefully but. maybe <laughs> let us see now that, uh go ahead that's what my fingers are crossed for yeah well that's a wish worth wishing now uh Finally, we're going to end with some Puckle news. So we have uh, two big events coming up for you guys. Number one, uh, we started last episode. That's the, I'm going to call it uh, the Hypercutter competition. Now, this is a competition where we are sourcing our the talented people that listen to our podcast to come up with great segment cutters for our show. You guys know that I put up some really, you know mediocre segments cutter for you guys while we work there it's not my talent but i'm pretty sure that we have talented people we are offering um and that's me not even out of puckles uh, budget i am offering to pay five boosters for each segment that we choose here to be on the show as well as the recognition of your talents here on the show as well uh i remind you guys the segments are the news we got topical beach we got deck of the episode trainer smell who's that pokemon pokemon 15 questions and of course if you guys have the musical talent you can also tackle the theme song for the show as well we have to also update that one since we've been running with it since episode one and i think it's time for us for an upgrade now guys get your talent on get your uh muses activated and see if you can come up with some amazing segments and they will be played here on the show for everyone to hear and we're going to give you full credit plus a few boosters for you to play on ptcgo those are digital boosters by the way not actual boosters physical ones uh, sorry for not clarifying that before now and last but certainly not least it is that time of year guys it is almost the holiday season october is here Halloween, which is my favorite uh, holiday, is coming up, which is fun, but that's not why I'm excited. I am excited because it is the time of the year to review 
2017 both in the meta and the format and the cards that were released we did this we do this every year this will be the second time we've done this and guys we will soon have a great poll for you guys to fill out to tell us what are your opinions about our selections for the best cards in the format and you can tell us how wrong or how right we are so that's going to be totally exciting so wait for that year in review episode who's coming up next uh soon in a couple uh next couple of months so we can let you know how 2017 fared in the tcg and with that we end the news and we're gonna move on so please grab your pina coladas grab your flip flops because we are heading to the beach and which type of beach is that well thanks for asking that is topical beach we'll be right back welcome to topical beach Feel the wind in your face and the sun in your eyes because we are in Topical Beach. And here today, promise is a promise, we are teaching you how to cheat in the Pokemon TCG. Now, Pokemon trading card games have always been much like gambling, a situation where cheating happens. It, you can't not really avoid it. Human beings are, you know, imperfect beings and some of them are, have the goal to do whatever it takes to gain victory. And those, uh, those ones are worrisome to, to play against. But if you know, if you understand their methods and you know what they're trying to do, you can catch them in the act, not? So. We want to talk to you guys about what are the methods of cheating that there are in the TCG and teach you how you can protect yourself from cheating from those pesky, pesky bat trainers. So let's start off with shuffling, ladies and gentlemen. It seems basic, it seems straightforward, but it is definitely one of the number one methods people choose uh, due to cheat. Now, um... The opponent can manipulate the cards in their decks to optimize their draws. You know, they can stack those cards, they can withhold them in different parts of the deck, um, and it's really something to worth looking at your opponent when they shuffle. And uh, One thing that they can do is what they call pile shuffling. You've seen this when they take uh, an actual pile, instead of sh- taking the deck, uh, breaking in two, then finger shuffling all the cards so there's one one from each side so you can shuffle them together what they do is they grab a pile and they move it up move it up move it up and this is really common they because they do this doesn't mean that they're necessarily cheating but it's one way they could be cheating because they could be stacking the necessary cards they need in that uh patch and it can get annoying and it can really definitely mess you up gator how can we protect ourselves from this so, if you see your opponent doing pile shuffling, um, like make sure they do uh, either riffle shuffles or mass shuffles um, afterwards. Because mm. if they're just piling the cards into six stacks, it's so easy to control where cards go. Um, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, that's just one of the things. Like, you just need to be aware of what is, you know, what, what's happening and you're always allowed in pokemon to cut your opponent's deck and shuffle your opponent's deck yeah. so that's pretty much the the best way of protecting yourself there yep and it's always very important to know that you're allowed like if your opponent is one of those opponents that instead of cutting they just uh shuffled your deck for you which i find actually kind of annoying i don't like that but i let them do it because it's legal if you are allowed to cut your deck again once your opponent finishes shuffling your deck. Um, so it's a really good tip to know that. 
So do not feel the need that because your opponent grabbed your deck and shuffled it, you can't touch it now. No, no, no. If they shuffled, and not just cut, if they cut, you leave it as it is, right? But if they shuffled your deck, then you're allowed to cut your deck and prevent anything. Maybe they stacked it. Impossible, I know. But however, it's good a good tip to know that you're allowed to do that. Um, that's definitely one way. Uh, baskets, I hear baskets ghosts. From beyond talking and giving a tip right now, and that is if you're in a ba- in an official tournament wise and your opponent really doesn't want to cut your deck, that might seem kind of weird. So if you're, if you're playing with friends and your friends don't want to cut your deck, completely understandable. You're, it's a friendly match against your friends. But if you're an official medal, if you're any of the regionals, tournament, local tournaments, or, cha- you know, national championships, and your opponent does not want you to cut, it could be because they're trying to lure you to do the same. Um, oh, because, oh, he didn't cut my deck as being friendly. This is a friendly match. I'm not going to cut his either. If it's official, do not fall for that. Go ahead and cut the deck anyway and let them know that I I understand that you don't want to cut mine, but I do want to cut yours. Nothing personal. It's just how the rules are, and we want to avoid any nasty encounters like that. And like always, if you have any issues, contact your nearest gator, judge, and they can help you and answer any questions. Now, shuffling is not the only way that you can definitely get cheated on. There's another. Get her. Take it away. All right. And uh, just to, to add a little side note, too, guys, um, before we hop on to coin flips and dice rolls. Yeah. Um, and this applies for coin flips and dice rolls. Go look up some, like, basic sleight of hand videos on YouTube, um, like sleight of hand magic, because when people are manipulating cards, dice, or coins, they use a lot of very basic techniques and if you just familiarize yourself with some of these like very simple things, you it's mm-hmm. so much easier to spot it. It's like like you see the Matrix. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, cheaters depend on your ignorance on the matter. They will try to keep your attention away from what they're, their sleight of hand that they're trying to do when they're shuffling, when they're messing with their cards. They actually just completely. Uh, absorb your ignorance and use that against you and they're able to stack the chance against you so be v- getters right go to youtube check these out we're not in care Oof, i'm gonna leave that to the end of the episode because this is funny go ahead and cheat now gator take it away with coins and flips okay so what randomizers are very important in the tcg um but here's some important things to know coin flips have to flip at least three times in the air and land flat um if your opponent does some kind of half flip and it's just kind of anemic, you don't have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, coins need to be the official Pokemon coins, um, unless yeah. you agree with your opponent that you know you can use this half dollar, silver dollar. But honestly, you don't really want a weighty coin to flip, because that can put dents in your cards, and yeah. it can... Too heavy. They're just too heavy. Um, so when in doubt, just stick to the official coins, or you guys can use dice. But if you're using dice for rolling... They have to be see-through, clear, translucent dice that you can hold up to the light and see through. Um, because the problem is that people weigh dice. So what they'll do is they'll put the dice in the oven, um, and they'll have the desired roll sitting up, and they'll heat it up a little bit, and the plastic will melt down to the bottom of the dice. Yep. And when it rolls, it'll have a higher chance of ending up on the the heads or the tails, whatever their result they're trying to get. Um, and the dice... So that's the reason they do the clear and translucent dice. 
So if your opponent's trying to roll like the small damage counter dice or any dice that's not see through, um, that's not right. Like mm-hmm. you call a judge or insist that your opponent, um, just that's that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, so Sigma, what would you do to protect yourself against somebody with a uh, some tricky flips and weighted <laughs> dice? <laughs> well, hopefully they're willing to share whatever their randomizer is. Yeah. Because if they don't want to share what it is, then you should start to be concerned. And when you're concerned, or if you have any doubt at all, you should probably just call a judge and talk to them about it. Yeah. And and it sounds that's right. a, yeah, that sounds about right. So that's that's definitely a thing, guys. So those really weird dice See if your opponent is willing to share. If they say no, then something's going on, definitely. Now, we're going to move on from dice and flips because I consider this to be a minor thing because if you're playing coiny, flippy cards, unless there are those that are specifically worth playing, why are you flipping a card? (laughs) Flipping a coin. (laughs) So, but there is other ways, definitely, that goes on for cheating. Sigma, warn us about these ways. Okay, we're talking about drawing and searching now. Mm-hmm. And it is really easy with so many ends flying around in the current format to just accidentally pick up an extra card. Yes. However, it or might purposely. Not... <laughs> yep. It might not actually be accidental. Also, if you're playing in a large tournament all day, it is possible for cards to start seeing where, but they could also have that where be there on purpose to know what cards coming up. Yep. Uh, also, when someone's searching, they can look through the cards and start secretly pulling them aside into their hand. So you want to watch for that. And after you do a search, usually it's for a specific card, unless it's computer search. And they should be showing you what they've searched for. If not, uh, yeah. you're going to have a problem. This is a big, and I'm glad you mentioned this, Sigma, because this is definitely a big thing that I think people are confused with. If the card specifically says search your deck for any card, you're then, it's the only time where you're not entitled of showing your opponent that card. Because since it's any card, it really doesn't matter if whether, well, it matters to the opponent, but it doesn't matter for the rules of the game which card you're pulling out. But if the card says search for a Pokemon or search for an energy, even though it may not see, show it to your opponent like magic cards do, um, you still have to show it to your opponent because you have to make sure or you have to let the opponent know that, yes, I am picking a Pokemon. I am picking a card based on the rules on the card and not just picking whatever I want from the deck. So that's something very important. Your opponent shall never, ever, ever pick a card from his deck and put it on his hand without showing it you unless it's a computer search, a teammates or any cards which just says search for any cards on your deck. That's the only exception. But Gator, how do we protect overall from these drawing and searchings? So one of the things you should always be doing is keeping an eye on the amount of cards in your opponent's hand. You've probably seen this on stream or done it yourself at a local tournament, but the the common question is cards in hand. Um, You don't have to constantly be on top of them for cards in hand, and sometimes you can look at their hand and count the cards, but just throughout the match you should be very aware of their hand size because if they're picking up extra cards if you're not sure how they ended up with seven cards in their hand after they got an end with six cards um that's when you start seeing these red flags um as far as marked cards go i'll tell you from a judge perspective um 
normal wear and tear is pretty uniform across a set of cards. Yeah. It's when you see like certain things that are individual to the card. Um, people that are marking cards can do it a couple different ways. Um, besides just the sleeve, they can have it set to where if the sleeve is kind of see-through or it might just be like the corner or the way they orient their deck. There's a reason Pokemon orients their deck north-south. And that's because it's a lot easier to mark cards if they're set a different kind of way. Yeah. Um, at least that was the explanation given to me when I was training to be a judge. So your opponent should be having their deck north-south. And if they're looking down at the top of the deck, there should be no noticeable marks that distinguish one card from the other. And they will tech check for this. So if you are a, an aspiring cheater, if you get deck checked at a tournament... The judges will go through your cards one by one and look at all of the backs of all of them to see if they might be marked. Yeah. Um, and just always be aware of the actions your opponent's taking. Um, with the manipulating cards, uh, there was a popular YouTube video going around not too long ago where somebody ultra balled and ended up with three different cards out of the ultra ball. Wow. Because they pushed the cards <laughs> to the top of their deck and they palmed them and they the opponent was looking elsewhere and he wasn't paying attention and then... The opponent, once he did it, you know, shuffled up real quick and just started playing the cards real fast. And the opponent never caught that this guy picked up three extra cards that he needed exactly for the turn. That's a heck of an ultra ball, guys. Like, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> That's the dream right there. So always, always, always pay attention to what your opponent is doing. Yeah. If you draw, if you guys have an in, you know, count their hand before they shuffle it in. I always say, okay, you're getting four, I'm getting five or something like that. Yeah. Um, just so it's a clear statement and you always know. Yes. And, of course, those drawing instructions can be a hassle. But there's also other things that can happen. Cards are not the only things that people can manipulate while you're playing. You also have people who just manipulate the whole board. They ma they, they mismanage things like damage counter. Because it's very easy to miss damage and to put the wrong amount. And not mentioning outright to remove them. I've had uh, situations where it's like a, a an automatic damage happens in the board to one uh, of my own Pokemon, um, and maybe nobody notices. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. Maybe he doesn't notice this and stuff like that. That's way. So you got to be really careful. If you know that you do automatic damage, follow that automatic damage. Let the opponent know that you're on top of it and you're reminding them, hey, by the way, uh, you're a Potown, you just evolved, you get two damage counters on that. So Not they don't. Even that, Jushiro, like to add on to it, you'll see people like evolve a Pokemon or something and move the damage counters off to put the card down. Oh, and yes. Immediately forget to put them back on. Mm -hmm. Like, that's sketchy. That's super sketchy. Yep. Very <laughs> sketchy. Another thing that is also very easy is the GX counter. Now, people might say, oh, come on, Jushiro. We will notice if they use a GX attack and suddenly they have another GX attack. Well, you might, unless you're already 30 minutes in a game or 25 minutes in the game and you're tired as hell and the GX attack happened really early in the game and suddenly you forgot, right? So still, those GX counters, when your opponent does his GX attack, when you do your GX attack, remind to flip into black and they stay black. Do not flip them again unless the, the, the game is over. That's another way people kind of take the upper hand. Now, this card power is interesting. Coming to shift, shuffle a card from there into your deck or hand. I mean, 
Sometimes, oops, I just hit on my deck and it fell on top of the discard pile and suddenly I've copped a card from the discard pile and placed it inside the deck once more. This happens, people. I mean, I know that many of us out there have a great heart and they mean well and they, you know, they have a sense of honor and gameplay and we will win based on our skills alone and not many uh, cheating at all. But that's not everyone, unfortunately. And that's one way that they can keep them. And Sigma, what other ways to manipulate the board we have other than this card pile? Okay, well, there are prizes where you can, oops, take an extra one. <laughs> and this is important right now because we have the Ultra Beasts. I know they're not the greatest card in the world, but we do have these Ultra Beasts that they do manipulate prices. So we have in a, we have now a, a situation where prices will be constantly be touching, will be touched. So it's great to keep a look on them. Continue, Sigma. Yeah, or besides just taking extra ones, you, they could also have their prizes in kind of an unorderly pile where you can't quite tell what's happening over there. Yeah. Uh, so it'll contort the game position. Yeah. Do not let your <laughs> opponent stack prizes. Prizes are not to be an, another deck for them to pick a card from on top. So they shouldn't be stacked. They need to be separately, each one, so you can see each individual six-card on the deck, because if they're stacked, then you do not know how many cards your opponent actually has left. Continue. Okay, they could toy around with the Pokemon that are out there, like swapping what their starter is with a mulligan pickup. Mm -hmm. uh, they could pick up cards off the table just suddenly and a Pokemon's missing. Or energy could just suddenly show, and tools could just show up on something that it wasn't on before. Yeah. Or they could even call out attacks that they don't actually have the energy to do. Yep. Um, so what about you, Gator? Do you think about anything else that they can be manipulating the board with? Well, I'm like, and some of this stuff, like, this is the most sinister, I think, of all the things on here, guys. Like, it's so easy to, because there's no objective person that knows the state of the board. So, like, yeah. this is stuff you just have to pay attention to. And even more so, all of these things have markers so far. Like, all of these things are known quantities. But you get to something like uh, effects of attacks and abilities, how easy it is to kind of, like, ignore that your opponent, you know, quaking punched you last turn and your item locked because you just say VS Seeker for supporter, and if your opponent's not paying attention and they forgot that your item locked, then it's just as easy to pick that up. Or yeah. trying to declare another attack with Volcanion after you attack last turn. These are like very inconvenient effects or abilities. Mm -hmm. um, or very, con very convenient ways to forget that they're active. Exactly. So <laughs> you guys, ha you have to always be uh, aware of that. And then like, the, like Jashir was saying before, stadium effects are another thing. Um, it's easy to forget the math on reverse valley and not do the extra 10 damage from dark. Um, opponent benching an extra Pokemon after a parallel city, for example. Um, or having too many Pokemon um, with uh, Skyfield. Uh, when things are un abnormal, it's really easy to lose track of what's going on. So you have to always be watching. Yeah. And that's like our, your best, our best advice for protecting yourself yep. is paying close attention to the board state and always checking the game state and seeing what the current effect is before your opponent says anything or does anything. Um, 
and knowing what's in their discard pile, like if you know they used a Guzma earlier, and then all of a sudden the Guzma's not in their discard pile, uh oh. Yeah, what happened? Uh, what happened? completely that's the best defense really is to pay attention remember guys it is not it it is not entirely the opponent's um responsibility to remember that you place a town for them to receive damage it is because in a world where we're playing fair and square yes he should be going like oh i need to put two damage counter because of town. but if he doesn't remember even if it is on purpose, it is your card and you should be the one uh, remember, uh, reminding your opponent that, hey, you need to take the damage necessary for the effects of this card. So paying attention is the best way to defend yourself against all these manipulating things that happen. And it, it sometimes can be kind of scary in a situation where you are in an official tournament and you're in a regional and you're playing and you're tired and things might not go exactly as you want them, but you still have to pay attention and know what you're doing. Now... Other than manipulating the board state, we have, unfortunately, many other ways that they can affect. Now, once a turn actions are one point where they definitely, definitely can have an issue. Gator, take it away. Okay, guys, so you know what once a turn actions are. You can only attach one energy a turn. You can only play one supporter a turn. Um, some Pokemon have abilities that you can only use once a turn. Um, Pokemon can only evolve after they've been down for a turn. Um, status effects have things that happen in between turns and it is so easy to attach an extra energy on a long term play an extra supporter play down a pokemon that you evolve that you put on the bench early in the turn and now it's two or three minutes later and you've had a ton of actions you've had some octillery some sycamores and now you're evolving that pokemon um, you can really screw over your opponent by uh, conveniently forgetting the once a turn actions and hoping they don't notice. Yep. And this is common even for me. Not that I do this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, just show the cheater. Um, the fact that sometimes I play a supporter early in the turn and I take a long time because I'm still thinking through what, what I need to do and what possibilities do I have. And suddenly there's a point where like, wait, did I use a supporter on this turn or did I? And I literally just ask my opponent, hey, have I used a supporter this turn? I'm sorry, I do not remember because it's been a while. And they usually have no problem telling me yes, no. Um, but it is always worth going to your discard pile and double checking whether or not you use a, a, a supporter. Sometimes you might feel like, oh, that's easy to remember, but sometimes you're using a Skyla and you grab an average trainer from your discard, from your deck and you use that trainer and suddenly like that didn't really make the impression that a uh, supporter was used on the turn. So those are the moments where you really need to pay attention. Um, so mental notes. On your opponent's action, or use a notepad, honestly. I know that uh, Thatch uses notepads for his VGC and his game video game uh, matches. It is really nice to do that while on the TCG as well. Not just to keep on uh, a checklist on your opponent's once a turn actions, but also what has his, what, how many cards he has discarded. How many of this card? I mean, you knocked out a Gardevoir. You want to remember that he has one Gardevoir on his discard pile without having to check his discard pile. So notebooks are an essential, very, very convenient way to keep track of what's going on and just note whatever you need to be noted. Now, all these methods are definitely ways that people cheat, but there's one really common one, if not the most common one there is. And you can... This happens either on purpose or not really on purpose, but still pretty annoying. Sigma, tell us about what that is. 
So we get to talk about slow play, oh. <laughs> which is not fun, and it's hard because Pokemon can be a hard game sometimes. But yeah. people will take advantage of that and play the clock to their own advantage. Yeah, they will. And especially, it, go ahead. Yeah, especially once they're up a game or think they'll be up a game and it's close to time. Oh yeah. And 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 you will see this a lot this happens unintentional intentional it just people take a long time now it is sometimes easy to figure out when they actually do it intentionally when you can figure out you know if they have one card in their hand and they really have one play and they're taking forever you know they're so playing you and please just don't be afraid to call a judge but how can you really protect yourself uh gator from so play well so you need to watch your opponent if they're looking at their watch which they shouldn't be doing for time anyway. Um, if they're taking a, a lot of time to make what should be a simple decision, you need you can politely ask them, "Hey, can you can you make a move?" And if they want to cop an attitude, if they don't want to speed things up, call over a judge. And this is where most players stop. They'll be like, "Man, my opponent was slow playing, and I called the judge, and he didn't do anything." Well, if the judge doesn't do anything, you can ask the judge for the head judge. Mm-hmm. Like, escalated if the judge doesn't seem to be addressing the issue. Because a lot of judges aren't sure what slow playing is. Um, it's a hard thing to train for. Yeah. Um, there are there are guidelines for how long action should take. But those actions aren't necessarily um, set in stone. Because as a judge, you can see what is in the person's hand. And if they've got two dead cards in their hand and they're still stalling then it's, a, it's the onus is on the judge to be like, hey, you need to make a move or you need to attack. Like, that's that's on the judge. So from slow play, that's that's what it is. You just need to be on top of your opponent and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes, don't don't be afraid to call the judge when you think it, it is merited. People usually, you know, I know that a lot of people play Pokemon and that includes, you know, children. Children can be really shy when it comes to this type of stuff. And they might be afraid to call a judge because they don't want to get into drama. They don't want to get into a confrontation. But the reality is that these people are out there. They will so play you they, and they will try to make you lose by cheating this way. And you just have to call a judge. Don't be afraid of doing it. If you really suspect, because there's the other round of the other way of this, right? The other side of the coin where it's like people who actively are looking for ways to call a judge on you just to get that penalty on you. Um, that's definitely something that happens. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about those that where you actually are noticing that there is an issue. Just call a judge and he will try to help you. And if not, just escalate it, man. If he won't, if we, he won't fix it, I'm pretty sure someone on top will. So go ahead and definitely do that. And, and speaking of shy players, cause we do have them. I mean, Pokemon is a game for all nerds and geeks and players. And we have some shy players. And those shy players sometimes are a victim of intimidation, which is our other way of cheating. Uh, sometimes the way the, the way you cheat is not by manipulating cards or, you know, or actively manipulating the board, but it is actively manipulating your opponent's psyche or feelings. The intimidation part comes in various ways. There's people who fast plays, whose fast play. They race through their deck and actions without giving you any chance to keep up. Don't be afraid to tell him to slow down. 
they're going so fast. This happened. Uh, I, I remember when uh, 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 Mega. Oh, Rayquaza. Mega Rayquaza came out, right? And that's when the decks became ultra speed because you had Shame in the X and they were just drawing half their deck in one turn. Uh, because all the benefits that, it, that Shaming and Mega Rayquaza had at the time, um, and it was so hard to keep up. You have to ask them to slow down because you just can't keep up with all they're doing. And sometimes in that fast place, because they're trying to do stuff that they know they shouldn't be doing, but since they're going so fast, they're just counting on you to just not even noticing what's going on. Um, another thing is asking for a concession, telling the other player that they might as well give up. Don't fall for this. This happened a lot. They're like, you're not going to win. Just give up, man. I, I'm hungry. I need to go to eat. You know, don't do that's no way of playing. That's no way of actually having a great match. Insisting that it's an int- intentional draw when you have the upper hand, when you know they're going to win. But they're like, you know what? I think this is going to be a draw. How about we save some time and we call it a draw? Don't. No. Play that thing through. Uh, sometimes they'll try to convince you, uh, that the game is not going your way when in reality, definitely it is. And generally being rude. There are some people who just are actually rude when you're playing against them. They are constantly sighing because you, they, they, you know, they make you think that you're taking too long. They're asking you, are you done now? Because they want to force you and make you feel bad and make you be on, uh, on a defensive because they just want you to play immediately. But this is a way of them intimidating you into their game. They are trying to manipulate you and put you on a spot where they know they can control you. Sigma, how can we protect ourselves from these intimidating ga- uh, players? Uh, there's something known as the spirit of the game. And it's about integrity for the game. So if they're being like this, you can just call a judge. Uh, yeah. Just play, yeah. Asking for an intentional draw more than once is against the rules and uh asking for a concession is a very big no-no in the rules Mm -hmm. i'll put it this way if what the way i was trained in my to if my to heard a player telling someone they should just concede or give up they would step in and be like all right you've got a game loss yep and they'd be lucky not get dq'd for that they would just give them a game loss like that is such a jerk way of doing things and don't get us wrong like asking for an intentional draw most people are okay with that once yeah. but like if you're hounding your opponent because sometimes you know it because of how the math works it works out better for both people to just like intentionally draw sign the slip and then they can go like do whatever for the hour of the round because they don't need to win anymore because they they're already in top cut yep so if somebody just asked you that's not bad but Spirit of the game violations are some most cheating falls under spirit of the game violations, and those are taken very seriously because this is supposed to be a very open and friendly game for everyone. Yeah, and for all ages, Pokemon is for all ages a family game, and we want to keep it that way. Now, Gator, take us to sometimes taking advantage of information that is not in plain sight. Okay, so. We've been kind of like half telling you to cheat, but not really. Okay, guys, don't (laughs) actually cheat. Yeah. And taking advantage of hidden information involves things like looking at your opponent's cards when they accidentally show you or manipulating their deck in such a way that you see the cards. Now, obviously, manipulating their deck in such a way that you see what cards they have in it is 
blatant cheating. But if your opponent does show, like, if they're a sloppy shuffler or they're just casual with their hand, like, there are card effects built around being able to look at your opponent's hand, right? Gumshoe's GX <laughs> has the ability to be able to look at your opponent's hand. If they just show you what they have, then it's not cheating, but it's definitely in violation of what we'd call spirit of the game to use that advantage. But, again, nobody would know if you were doing that, and that's just kind of taking advantage of, like, what's around you. Yeah. Um, and just... another another way of taking advantage of hidden information is basically on the other way around. Uh you have to have your hand on the table for your opponent to see. You cannot place your hand under the table while you're playing or while it's your opponent's turn. Your hand has to remain in plain sight. Sometimes opponents take their hands under the table because they they make you they tell you oh, it's just more comfortable this way with having my cards under the table. No, 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 no. Your opponent needs to be able to know how many how many cards you have on your hand. It's part of the game. So you cannot hide that information from your opponent. You cannot deny your opponent from grabbing your discard pile and not seeing what they have. That's just something you cannot do. The only thing your opponent cannot do is look at your hands with other cards, specifically telling you that it can, and looking at your deck. But your discard pile and the amount of cards in your hand, your, your obviously your uh, bench Pokemon and your active Pokemon are all there in plain sight to see as well as tools. Sometimes players will put their tools really under your opponent, uh, under the Pokemon card where you can't see it. They have to be showing that you know, obviously, that that Pokemon has a tool attached to it. So this is all ways that you can hide information from your opponent and you shouldn't be hiding that information from them. But Sigma, how can you protect yourself against this? I... You've essentially gone. I love where we were. <laughs> I was looking up something for the next piece. Oh no, no, no worries. So, uh, how can you protect you from taking advantage of hidden information? Uh, I mean, if they're blatantly looking at your deck while they're shuffling, then you should just call a judge right there and then. But, I mean. If you accidentally drop your hand on the table and they see your hand, there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, because that's just sloppy play. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta do do your best to be aware when you're like shuffling or you're you're piling or anything like that that you're not just flashing the bottom cards of your deck to your opponent. Like if they see that you're if they know that you have you know two Guzma in the discard and they're pretty sure you play three. If they see the third Guzma on the bottom of your deck, like they're not worried about you drawing into it. Yeah. Like it's very vital information that you can show an opponent. Yep, yep, yep. And of course, last we have a few other ways that you can definitely be cheated on. And uh Sigma, let's go through them real quick. Okay, there's the chance that your opponent might be hiding some cards in their lap that they can just happen to show up in their hand. <laughs> so that's always fun. Yep, that goes oh, again. It's so easy too. They just drop the card. Whoops! Oops. Who doesn't drop their cards? Yeah. Like, oh, and now they have the one tech that they need against your deck. Hmm. Conveniently <laughs> hiding a ranger in their pocket. Like, yeah. That's oh, I hate that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's something to watch out for. They could lie about the rules. They can. <laughs> Gator knows this, actually, because it happened with me 
the very first time we were at PuckleCon, remember, Gator? Oh, you mean <laughs> where you told me that Paralyze <laughs> is a coin flip? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Shamu just proceeded to roll me over because I had to keep flipping the coins instead of just being not paralyzed. Yes, so exactly. So he didn't have to flip the coin to paralyze me. He just kept, like, rolling me over. Yeah. So you're, if you have a question about a card oh, or an interaction, God. like abilities, call a judge. Yep. If you're not happy with the judge's ruling, call a head judge. Like, straight up. Uh, to have it on record, it well, was not intentional. Intentional. I actually forgot the ruling on Paralyze. Because <laughs> that was upon, uh, that was, uh, shortly after X and Y was released, right? The first year of X and Y. No. Where nothing. We were playing. No, 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 no. We were playing. What we were with playing? Freaking, um, Fates Collide pre-release kits. Was it Fates Collide? Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. But nothing <laughs> paralyzes my point. What paralyzed at that point? Nothing. Everything. I don't know. There's probably some bad card. I, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't remind. I remember the, the the rules for paralyze, and poor Gator paid the price for that. <laughs> An- <laughs> another way of people cheat is getting communication from outside. Some people have partners in crime. They get signals from a friend who's coincidentally sitting right behind you. Something to look forward to. Um, this is another reason as to why in the Champ Mega Chap, the World Championship or the finals, they always wear headsets to keep any sounds out, uh, because they are people who sometimes will shout out what you need to do. Uh, and lastly, we got adding cards to a sealed pool at like pre-release. That happens, man. So in pre-release, you have to work with what you have, and some people are just not willing to do that. They bring what they want to do and just try to do it anyway. Yeah, they'll go to a couple different pre-releases, and they'll have the cards stacked up real good, and just like, oh, look, I pulled this GX today. Like, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure you oh, did. Well, I want to add on one thing, too, to the outside communication. So this happens a lot, and this is something I see as a judge a lot, that people will go to like a League Cup or a League Challenge or whatever and then have a headphone in their ear. Mm. You don't know what's on that headphone. It, they could be listening to music, and I'm sure most people are, but they could also have a friend that is talking to them because they can see what your cards are in your hand. And there's one other miscellaneous thing that um, I know we didn't talk about when we were planning on doing this, but it is something that some people have gotten famous for for cheating wise and that something is called inbate mm. so what an inbate is and don't fall for this is oftentimes off of a lele or it used to be versus seeker your opponent would pull out an in and they would not declare that they were using in but they would make the implication that they're using in so you would then shuffle your cards into your deck being proactive and once you've confused your hand with your deck, that's a game loss. Because they didn't actually play the end. So there's you need to be careful like with what your opponent says they have and what they're actually doing. Their their declared action is different than what you think they're gonna do. Yeah. So always be on the lookout for that yeah. kind of stuff. Don't be afraid of asking me, are you using Anne at this moment? To just confirm before you put your hand in your deck and set yourself up for a loss. And basically to protect yourself from all this, just again, you need to pay attention. 
don't be afraid of calling a judge when something just smells fishy. And if your opponent is wearing headphones, ask him to take him out. I mean, this not, you have to play fair and they can't, cannot, cannot get mad because you're asking them to, hey, pay, I need you to pay attention to the game and I need to know that you're not listening to nothing on your phone. Even if it is, uh, listening to our amazing advice while they're playing their game, it's still something that they shouldn't be doing. And about adding cards, there's nothing really you can do about that. It's a pre-release. Uh, let the, you know, the judge know, uh, what you suspect quietly and just keep an eye on the, uh, your eyes peeled and see if the judge can take care of it in that. So before we end our topical beach about cheating, any last words, Gator? This is a disclaimer. Don't actually cheat. Yes. Um, you're not good at it. Uh, <laughs> there are people that were good at it. They get caught. Every, cheaters always end up getting caught. It's yeah. a ban from Pokemon if they find you deliberately cheating. Um, it's not worth it. The game is super easy. The game is a lot of luck. And let the luck decide. Build a deck that's consistent. And if you dead draw, you dead drop. You... If the cards don't come up, they don't come up. Don't try to manipulate the system. But you always need to be aware that there are other people that aren't so scrupulous. Exactly. Sigma, any last words? Uh, he knows better than I at being a professor. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just don't cheat. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, cheat. Keep your eyes open. And pay attention to what's going on. Like, so many people want to look at the game next to them or just... You know, they're, like, looking through their hand, deciding what they want to do. Your opponent can end you at any time. Like, the cards in your hand do not... You can't plan out your turns that far ahead. Like, you can have an idea. But if you're sitting there, like, doing weird math and just not watching your opponent's hands when they shuffle, you're. it's so easy to be distracted in the game. And I know it is, guys. And there's so many other things to do. Arranging cards, doing this, doing that. Just pay attention when your opponent's doing stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Not with that! It means it's the end of Topical Beach. We're getting ourselves dry and just washing the sands of our feet. But we are moving on now to deck of the episode. After the world, a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. It is the deck of the episode. And we are back! Deck of the episode, guys, where we take a deck that is currently going around and we evaluate or update you on how it's doing it. And I'm just glad we have one deck that you guys know is close to my heart. One of my favorites. And I'm just going to call it uh, uh, McCain. Was it McCain? As in Die Hard McCain? Because it just keeps coming back, coming back. It just it refuses to retire. It refuses to go away. And that is Greninja Break. It is still around people and it's still kicking butt left and right. And we have a new uh, list that we want to go through. So let's go ahead and walk through that Greninja break post-2018 rotation. Gator, take it away. Jesus, Jushira, why every time you love... I don't know why you love this deck so much. (laughs) Y'all watch the stream. You know Jushira loves this deck more than his firstborn. He doesn't even have a firstborn. My firstborn will be called Greninja break. Greninja break... He's gonna, and then he's going to have a bunch of them, and they're just going to be called water duplicates. Um, <laughs> so, like, this deck runs the standard four-four-four-three line for Greninja, um, but unlike previous Greninja breaks, it's not just running Greninja. You've got the Starmie from Evolutions. You're also um, 
running three um, GX slash EX Pokemon, which is completely different than the deck was running before. Before, this deck was a uh, six prizes. You had to take all six prizes. Now, they're innovating a little bit to deal with the meta. They have one Tapu Lele, um, which obviously that card is just so busted with being able to pull out whatever supporter you want. So it's really hard for them to not just choose uh, Tapu Lele. But they're also including Tapu Finny and mm. Espeon EX. Which are two very interesting cards. Now, Tapu Fini, as you guys know, its first attack is nothing much than a, a hit and run. You put one energy colorless or water, does 20 damage and you can retreat it at any time. But its second attack for three, I think it's two water, one colorless, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's two water and a colorless for- It does, ah, uh, it snipes for 120, which goes through with the theme of Greninja Break, which snipes to your opponent. And 120 damage to your bench is no laughing matter. That's a bunch of damage that it does um and espion does something very interesting espion ex it's only there to devolve your opponent now in a in in a meta where now evolution actually is part of the game and no longer something that is a handicap you have many decks that just require you to evolve and how annoying would it be if you keep devolving your opponent Especially if it's a state, if they're evolving to a stage one, trying to get a stage two, and then you evolve that Pokemon back into basic, Not so you have to go through stage one once more. It is interesting. Jushiro, you're even underselling it. So a lot of these decks are running rare candy. So once you devolve their Pokemon, they don't have a way to get that rare candy back. Mm-hmm. So you're potentially knocking it out. And with Greninja being able to giant water shuriken and drop 60 damage on a Pokemon, mm-hmm. you can set them up for knocking out their basics because you hit it with that Devolve and their basic it has 60 hit points and it's dead. Yep. So you took off their, their, their threat and then you killed the, the basic so they can't even evolve it back up the next turn after. It's so gross. It um, is gross. And, and we oh. don't, the, the grossness doesn't end there. It continues on with the trainer cards. And there's two particular cards that are added to the, to the Greninja deck that helps it a lot. And that is Brooklyn Hill and Evil Soda. Our Sigma, why are these two cards so important for this deck right now? Uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that we don't have Die Ball, we have to Evil Soda our Greninjas up. Or our Frogadier. Technically, because that's what we want. <laughs> yep. And Brooklyn Hill also gets you your Crokies. Yes. So it's a way to get around Dive Ball. Also, by the way, I don't think it's very often that you're going to be sniping with Tapu Fini. What you really want to do with it is its GX attack. Mm, yes. Remind <laughs> the, our, our uh, listeners what the GX does. Uh, the GX attack is for one water energy, and you... Tapu Storm GX, you shuffle your opponent's active Pokemon and all cards attached to it into their deck. Mm-hmm. If your opponent has no bench Pokemon, you can't use this attack. Believe me, but, on a fully set Gardevoir GX, this hurts. And I would... See, Tapu Finny, again, you're not using the snipe, you're right. But there is a very nasty card that likes to shut down Greninja decks... Um, called Garbodor that mm-hmm. has, sits at exactly 120 hit points. Yep. So yeah. you are, you're able to search this out with Brooklyn Hill, right? Because it's a basic. Yep. It's a basic. Yep. Mm-hmm. So even under ability lock, you can still get out of it. Like you're still playing two uh, field blowers, 
But if they want to get cheeky with you, you can get cheeky right back and score a nasty oh. KO. Yeah, I uh, love the word cheeky. And Here 120 plus 60 too. off a giant water shuriken is perfect map for a lot of things. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Definitely. Well, options. Yeah, but it's a lot to set up. Oh, right, right. yeah. For sure. <laughs> but Especially you do... when you're only running six water and four splash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, splash energy is important in this deck because that's the way you keep your Greninjas going. Uh, you make sure you put your water, or your splash energies on those Greninjas and Frigadiers and Greninja Bricks that are possibly going to get a kill this turn. That way you can keep those cards and evolve the ones on your bench and continue on with the onslaught of damage and shurikens. Now, Greninja has to win an award just like Eveltel did at some point where it's a deck that just doesn't want to go away. It is. It has the heart of Rocky Balboa where it just comes back when you think it's down and it's too old and it's been too long and dude, you should retire. Greninja comes back with a splash. Part of the pun. I, I'm I'm sorry to say that it was intended, uh, but it is right now. Greninja is hitting hard. It's still real worth your time, and it's really still. I'm sorry, Gator. A lot of fun to play. <laughs> and it's I mean, with you can play it without Tapu Lele, which makes it probably the best deck in the format with the highest ceiling for the cheapest price. Yeah, yeah. Those Greninjas are not cheap still. The breaks no. once at least, but, but uh, compared to a deck that's running three tap. Yes, melee, sir. You're right. Yep, it's it's way cheap cheaper than that. Or Gardevoir, which is fifteen a piece, and you need three of those, and then you need three Lele yep. on top of that. Like this deck is not even running Guzma, which is more expensive. It is kind of um, crazy how it's not, isn't it? I mean, I can understand. Hello, Greninja can hit wherever. Uh, yeah, you can hit wherever the bench, and you have free retreat. But still, kind of crazy that you have one deck that doesn't require Guzma. Um, I like, I might want to add a Guzma play though. Because Just in if case. You did, if you had three Greninja breaks set up. Yeah. <laughs> you could get 180 damage on the board with a Guzma. Oh, that is like. very true. Yeah. That is very, I didn't even think of that. That's amazing. Yeah. 180 before you even attack. And this list we're going over here. This is the one that made top eight this weekend, right? Yes. Um, last yes, it is. Week. Last, last weekend. weekend. Yeah. A couple weekends ago in Hartford. Hartford. Okay. And it's also, it's teched in two enhanced hammer, um, which is important with Galissapod running around because this deck does have nasty matchups. Galissapod runs through this deck. Mm-hmm. Um, really fast. Uh, you have a good matchup though with Gardevoir. You have a good matchup with Volcanion. Yeah. Um, Metagross should still be fine for you. Um, this deck. Again, it still seems like its biggest enemy is beating itself. Yep. Um, and, <laughs> of course, Tapu Bulu and Galissapod uh, uh, as well. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, it did end up losing in the finals to Volcanion. Yeah. Okay. Wow, yeah. <laughs> because it lost to itself. Yeah, that's the thing. If it bricks on itself, then it can lose even its best matchups. And you guys have no idea how many times Toof... And that Gardevoir matchup Mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah. Um, And then also packing that Devolve with Espeon. So if they do get something set up, you could still stall them even further. Uh, I'm going to build this, and I'll have it in my bag for when I might want to take it out. But I think it's a real meta call. 
It really is. For Greninja, it always is. But it's always a good one. Because again, Greninja is just overall so good. The problem with Greninja is just it hates itself. It's just a suicidal deck. And sometimes you're going to draw and two of your Vergadiers are your prices. And there's just nothing you can do about that. Um, yeah, if you have kids, I wouldn't recommend this deck, even if it is very cheap. Um, it can be very discouraging. Yeah. Because sometimes the deck just doesn't work right. And then... And as, as an adult, you can kind of like rationalize it, but as a kid, it's just... Ugh. Yeah, it's just a deck that requires a pilot that knows what he's doing and has experience with it. Now, enough about Greninja. A board Greninja break. Still in the meta, still hitting hard, still being best at what it does. But we're going to move on now to Trainer's Mail, where we read you guys' emails. We'll be right back, and then we're going to end with everyone's favorite Pokemon 15 questions. Who's that Pokemon? After our sponsors. Huh, it's Trainer's Mail. And we are back with Trainer's Mail, where you, the listener, send us your mails with your questions, your notes, or your overall to scolding on us because we got something wrong. And probably you're right. But we are going to check now. And we're going to start with the first email coming from none other than our boy who keeps it up in the news, the real EV. And he writes, what's up, TCG crew? Hope all is doing or going well. I got two things to talk about. First thing to talk about Shining Legends and my suggestions for a new segment. Well, first things first, Shining Legends. Uh, man, what a fun set. So many fun cards. As me, uh, as many of you know, I like to build and this set is going to make me happy for a long while. Cards like Gene Sect, Venusaur, Raichu, Mew, Mewtwo, and many tech cards to play with. I can't wait to start. Also, as a collector, the art in is decent and how they've done the shiny Pokemon is an amazing feat. If you haven't got to see it in person, buy some packs and take a look. Uh, I don't want to spoil how they look, but you will be really, really surprised. Well, before this gets too long, I'm going to tell you my suggestions for a new segment on the show. This is Card History. Card in History. Where we take a pass card, a pass card, probably from a champion's deck or well played deck, and we analyze it and talk about how the media, the meta was back then. Or even how it could be played now. It's a lot, uh, it's a lot like deck of the episode, but I think it brings to mind that we should always learn from our past so we can look towards the future. Well, that is it from your favorite non-GX, the Really V. Thank you, the Really V. So a few points there. Uh, number one, yes, I'm excited for Chinese Legends. Uh, I really do like what they bring. It's, it's not overly that good, but not overly bad either. And there are some cards there that are definitely fun to play with. Now, regarding, um, what do you guys think about what he says about our new segment? Is this something maybe we can do? Gator. Bad. Um, I don't... Uh, it sounds like a lot of research. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of research. Not um, a lot of people we have were playing back then, so yeah. it would be kind of hard. Yeah, that's... Would be from I, the tell past you, couple years. I tell you what, though. There is uh, PTCG Radio on YouTube, and he does this for cards. So if you're looking to get your fix for Pokemon and what they've done in the TCG um, 
you can go ahead and check out his channel. I don't mind shouting him out. Yep. And if you like this podcast, you'll like his podcast. For um, sure. We're all about having the Pokemon community grow here. So Yeah, we're not competing um, against anyone. And and it's worth noting that um we here in the TC in the Pokemon TCG, we ha- we're kind of not new. We don't want to say new because I've been playing for years. I think I'm the oldest player uh, here uh, right now. It's just that I did take a an eight years sabbatical <laughs> uh, when it comes to the TCG, and I missed it a lot. And I came back just when X and Y was released, just after Black and White. So there's a lot that I missed. Uh, so I'm, it's, it will be a lot of research definitely to continue that, but it, we won't take that as, don't take that as a complete nope. We don't know. We're still planning new things to do with you guys. So more on that soon, but we're going to move on. Thank you so much to really V for, uh, emailing. We're going to go and move on for the next one. Gator, take it away. All right, guys. Here we have, uh, how do you say that name? Spican. Spican. Yep. Read the PCCG cast. This is Spican, the Beacon Trainer. I love the set review podcast. PTCG is probably what honestly keeps me into Pokemon. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I really appreciate this podcast, most of the Puckle options. Shining Legends, I love it. I'm blushing. I'm playing it. Genesect is one of my favorite mythical Pokemon. I also think Entei GX works in a Volcanion deck. Um, I think you're wrong. Uh, (laughs) Wow. 150 is clutch for your last prizes. Yeah, so is... um, 190 off of that spicy turtonator. Hmm. Um, I say that because everyone gets into the Lysander for game situation. For Entei, there's no Lysander needed. Jirachi is like Espeon EX. Man, good cards. Um, I even like Keldeo, but that's all this is to say. Let's talk Raichu GX. Let's My talk. opinion, I'm glad it's not Psychic. Psychic cannot be played as long as Garbodor is around. Sorry, Mewtwo. It's the same reason Lightning Weakness wasn't played because of the Night March. Raichu GX has better support than Darkrai. Raikou um, is just like Baby Tall, and Electro really gives the er, an advantage to early game as well as energy boost. I would not use uh, Magnazone, even though Magnazone is one of my favorite Pokemon. Yes, it's a stage one, but you can use Tapu Lele Bridget to set it up quickly. Um, Tapu Lele can use energy to power itself as well as Raichu. Also, you can use, uh, he auto-corrected a card from Breakthrough as a backup attacker as well. I'm going to get Raikou. Yeah, I think it's Raikou, um, which is true. Raikou is awesome. Yeah, it uh, is. Max Elixir, <laughs> EXP Share, and all the same cards used in Dark White Work, plus Clement. I didn't see how you can say no to this, but yes to Mewtwo GX. Uh, I would was not on that show. I would not have said yes <laughs> to Mewtwo GX. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mewtwo GX, stack all the energy on him. Oops, he's gone with all that energy. Anyway, that's all my opinion, and I wonder if people will sleep on it. Thanks again, guys, for an awesome podcast, and keep it up. Yeah, I didn't get to weigh in on Shining Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for a brief moment, uh, if it's not Zoroark GX or Shining Mew, I don't really care what else came out in that set, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with Warp energy, maybe. Yeah. Um, and Shining Mew is completely off my radar right now because it's 20 bucks a piece. Um, so that's my two cents on that. Like, it's a really good, awesome card being able to pull to any energy out of your deck and stick it somewhere. Awesome. And it's only one prize, so I think that's going to be a nice, fancy tech in some deck somewhere. Um, but gosh, I love Zoroark. I just tonight I bought two Zoroark GX 
and I bought a playset of the trainers that are coming out in the set for stuff I don't have. So I think it's just the damage moving one and the Pokemon breeder, both of which are bad. Uh, don't play those. <laughs> but you buy them anyway because you never know what deck might end up using them, and they're cheap. They're 14 cents now. Buy them. So I don't recall what I gave Raichu GX on my review. Were you on that episode, uh, Sigma? Nope. Nope. I was. Well, I was the only one. I don't recall what I gave it. I probably gave it not to one. I do not like Pokemon that actually okay. deals damage to itself. So that must be one reason. But I also do love Pokemon that cause automatic paralysis. So I'm kind of iffy. I can't. Don't worry. I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to that episode to see what I decided Russell, upon. Russell Lepar was really high on it. Um, I saw some comments the other day. Like, so there might be something to make with Raichu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not uh, Yeah, it's not horrible. Yeah. But I definitely rank it higher than Mewtwo. I don't know what <laughs> kind of crack you guys were smoking on that episode. but I don't know better. either. It could be something that we were definitely having on. Uh, but GX is trash. It's the card art's gorgeous, but it's trash. I, I do like Mewtwo to a point. I mean, it's not a it's not a first attacker. Honestly, it's Bruh, just like a, a one off in your psychic like, deck. One Garbodor, and you're just it's it's the same reason Mewtwo EX is dead. Like yeah. you can't with Garbodor around, it's dead. Like yeah. there's just no playing that card. Sorry. Yeah. It's just too powerful. Yeah, yeah. It requires so much <laughs> energy, <laughs> and only your energies, but. Uh, you might be right here, uh, my boy. So, uh, Spican, uh, definitely right to GX is a card to be look at. I do not remember if I did vote against it. If I did, I was probably high on something. Uh, and, but I still do like Mewtwo, even though it does have its issues against Gardevoir and others. Uh, but it is a fast, easy card to set up, and I kind of like that. Now, uh, moving on to the last, I thank you much so much for emailing us, guys. Now I'm gonna move on to the next one, uh, and take it away, Sigma. Uh, first off, I'd like to talk about Shining Jirachi from this last email. Because oh, yeah. it's not like Espeon EX, because it only hits the active, I believe. Mm. No, it hits yeah. something. No, it's not like Espeon EX, because it, it Espeon EX it only removes the last stage. This one but removes all the hits, stages. Yeah, but it only hits the active Pokemon. Does it? I haven't read it that closely. Yeah, I have um, to look after the fact. Espeon is clearly... like I, I, I remember when I read it, I don't remember exactly what it said, but in my brain it was like Espeon's clearly still superior. So yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, for one well, energy, yeah. you can target any any Pokemon, even in the bench. Yeah, and Shining Jirachi only hits the active, yeah. but it goes down all the way. Yep, yep, yep. I just wanted to put that two cents in. But now we have an email from Doctor McStuffles. Uh, hey, hey, Shiro and y'all, this is Doc McStuffles, and I'm back. For those keeping count. Stop it. <laughs> Since it's been a month, let me catch you up. I bought a Tapu Coco box so I could so I could my flying flip damage on my Honchkrow deck. That same day, as luck would have it, I pulled an Espeon GX and Drampa GX nice. in back trade locked packs online. Add in my Necrozma and I didn't know it, but I threw together a surprisingly decent and fun deck. I call it Necroco. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> I would submit it in for you guys for some advice, but I need to get my hands on some Lele's and or Oranguru first. I think I'll inev- inevitably take out those crows and put in Garbodor. 
copy old Grimcore's deck if he lets me. <laughs> well, always, if you're going to copy, you might as well copy to the Pokal Champion. As always, you guys are number one and make me happy. Aww. Pew pew, Doc McStuffles. Thank yeah. you so much. What do y'all think they will do with the new Necrozma forms in the TCG, if anything? So, uh, thank well, you so much for writing that, Mark. Uh, do you have an answer for that, Sigma? Uh, we don't know exactly yet, but we do know that we've seen the covers for the TCG packs for the next two sets in Japan, and they have the Necrozma forms on the cover. So, we will know shortly. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you guys at home, don't hold your breath. Uh, because when uh, they revealed uh, Kyogrem, the uh, for black and white too, we thought they were gonna do something special with that, and they just revealed uh, white Kyogram and black Kyogram as separate cards, and that's it. And if if they do not change their ways, this is probably what we're gonna get: just a uh, Solgaleo Necrozma and um, Lunal Necrozma as two different cards, nothing special other than they're just cards. So, what about you, Gator? What do you think they might do with them? It's hard to tell. And, like, honestly, I try to just stay in the current meta about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's easy to theory craft on things, but, like, I'm still trying to figure out how to, like, make all these new sets work that we have in our hands and, like, expanded and things like that. So I tend to, on questions like this, to defer to, well, wait till the set review. <laughs> 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 exactly. More, uh, hopefully, we didn't. We don't get it wrong. Now, uh, one thing I will say, uh, McStuffles, is uh, about your uh, uh, K Croco Necroco deck. I love the sound of that. That is pretty awesome. And yes, please send us your deck list. Now, if you are going to send us our deck list, I really do appreciate, guys. One rule: if you don't mind us talking about it on the shows for everyone to hear please indicate it on the email let us know hey i have no problem with you guys reading this deck list on the show but if you just want to send your emails and your deck list for just our opinion collectively everyone's going to read your email and, and puts your their 20 cents in it um you can still do that and you can classify uh, you can clarify on the email please do not say this on the show and that's totally okay we're here as a community we're just not here only for entertainment purposes so please yes guys start sending our uh our uh your deck list and uh, not like champion de- deck list i really want to see your obscure fun decks just like necroco here uh, and and see what we can help you to improve on it, and and what can Gator Sigma uh, Thatch a Basket all of us uh, 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 Sublime can think of to make those decks even more fun to have while you're on your league play. So please, please go ahead and send us your deck list now. Any last words here, Sig- uh, Sigma? Uh, like we said in the at the end of the topic segment, don't cheat. <laughs> you can do better than that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What about you, Gator? Um, don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> this all of this was delivered in a tongue-in-cheek manner. Yeah. Um, don't cheat and don't buy sealed product. Yep, <laughs> that is the one always Gator. Uh, the Gator uh, uh marketing project is do not buy. Hey. Sealed I will products. tell you guys though, I have bought sealed. Okay, I think for shining legends, if you want to gamble on this set, 
so be it because this set, you know, is like a collector's fun set. Yeah. But this is like the only time because you're in a limited pool because they're not printing booster boxes. So this one's where it's kind of like, eh, maybe, okay. When you're buying these sealed products, buy the ones with the uh, Zoroark GX full art cards in them. Yes. <laughs> if you are going to buy the sealed product. Yeah. Because that card's good. <laughs> nice. Okay, with that, we're going to finish our trainer's mail. I'm going to move on to the last segment, guys. And yes, the last segment is everyone's favorite. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions. We'll be right back, and we're going to catch our host to see if they can figure out what Pokemon we are thinking about. We'll be right back. And we are back to Who's That Pokemon Pokemon 15 Questions, where we are going to try to challenge our co-hosts to guess what Pokemon we are thinking about right about now. You guys know the rule. Lower your browsers. No internet. Uh, no 3DSs. No Pokedexes. As well as no questions about Pokedex numbers or uh, uh, regions or versions. You can uh, read when I say regions is uh, um, a version exclusive, not regions. You can ask about regions. Sorry. Now, uh, with that, the order is going to be simple. Gator first, followed by Sigma, and then back to Gator. You have 15 questions to guess what Pokemon this is, and you can start now. Gator, who's that Pokemon? Do you love me? Yes. All right. Go for Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> is this an evolved Pokemon? It is. Go for Gator. Um... As far as TCG goes, um, is this a stage one Pokemon? Yes. Go for Sigma. Does this Pokemon have a dual type? No. Go for Gator. Um, hmm. Okay, this is tricky. Um, Do we want to find out if it's a middle form? Well, stage one would be... Oh, yeah, because it could be the last stage. Because it could right. evolve again. Um, actually, I want to find out... Um, is this... Uh, hmm. Hmm. What are you thinking of? Uh, does this Pokemon evolve more than once? No. Like, in its progression? Okay. No. Go for Sigma. Okay, so it is the final form. Hmm. Da, is this... Hmm. Does this Pokemon have any immunities based on type? Yes. Okay. Go for Gator. Okay. So what would that be? That'd be Ghost, Normal, Dark, normal Dark. Steel. Uh, you could ask if it's weak to fighting and that gets rid of three of them. Right. Or it's, it down to three of them. Is it weak to fighting? It is. Okay, so it's dark, steel, normal? Yes. Ice. Isn't ice weak ice to fighting? Ice doesn't have an immunity. Okay. Uh, it is. Uh, same with rock. It's weak to fighting, but it doesn't have an immunity. Okay, that's semi-use. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Hmm. 
Uh, whose question is it? Oh, your Sigma. Yours. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. So, do we want to narrow it down to one of these? Or kick out one of these types, then? Well, I, like, normal would probably be most of them, because, like, most of, like, the loons yeah. and all that. Uh, because if we ask if it's weak to bug, that gets rid of dark. Or if we could ask if it's weak to fire, and it gets rid of steel. We could, Or we could just ask if it's normal type. Yeah. Is this normal type? It is. Oh, joy. <laughs> so, That's a lot of Pokemon. So many bad normal types. Alright, uh, um... You could ask if it's in Alola. Right. Um, can this Pokemon be found in the Alola region? No. That's okay. ten questions. Go Sigma. Not Gumshoes. Uh, uh, not Savali either. Yeah. Uh, it's use. I don't think it's useful to ask about Kalos, because... We could ask be- if it looks like a rodent. Uh, sh- sure. Because what is that? Raticate, Furret... Um, Linoon. Stupid hypnosis thing. Uh, okay, yeah. Is this a route, essentially what is a route one or two rodent evolution? Yes. Crap. Okay. <laughs> so it's not Diggersby. <laughs> um, that said, we have four Pokemon and four questions, so. Well, it couldn't have been Diggersby anyway, it's a dual type. Yeah, it's um... dual type. So it's oh, uh, is that even a, uh, who knows? what about like Watchog? Yeah, well, uh, it's Watchog, Linu, Bibberol, Dentino. Oh, um, uh, do we ask if it has a long body? That gets it down to three. Yes, because Bibberol is fat and Radicate is fat. That's, well, or, that would leave us what Furret, Linoon, Furret, Linoon, um, and the Hypnosis thing. What about Lopen, uh, Lopeny? That's not a Route 1 rodent. Oh, true. That's why I said Route 1 or 2 rodent. Gotcha. What about, um, Herdier? Well, it's not, well. It's not a, fi- uh, that's a three stage Pokemon and it's found oh, in. Oh, yeah, that's true. It evolves into, what's its name? Found in Catholics. Um. I kind of like Longbody. Oh, yeah. wait, it, it can't be Bibarel either because that's a dual type. Yeah. So, okay. okay, yeah, is this like a long body Pokemon? Yes, sir. Gator, uh, go for Sigma. Okay, that's three. Um, hmm. You got two questions left. Uh, two questions, three Pokemon. Oh, we could ask uh, if it's. Uh, we could ask if it. Oh. Uh, is... that. Okay, so that leaves us what? Furret, Linawan, and what was the other one? Furret, Linoon, and the Hypnosis Rat thing. That I hypnosis? From hypnosis Gen 5, cat rats of all form. Uh, wa- no, not Watchog. Um, no, it's Watchog. You're is right. it Watchog? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're all. I know they're all like in the field egg group. Uh they all. They all have a brown coloration too. Um, <laughs> how do you differentiate them? You could ask if they have rings around them, but that still only gets down to two if it's yes. <laughs> okay, but then can we di- can we differentiate between those two? Because we have one question. Well, one of them Wait. has weird eyes. <laughs> okay. Um. Ooh. Okay. Um. Maybe we should have gone with the buck teeth question. Yeah. 
the two. <laughs> All right, whose question is it? Uh, I believe it's yours, Gator. Does this Pokemon... Wait, don't they all have stripes? Uh, Lanoon has ver- one's going down the entire body. The other two have rings around them. Okay. So you can ask does, about ring stripes. <laughs> does this Pokemon have ring stripes? Mm, I want to say... That would be going around the middle of it, not down the length. I yes. would say no. Okay. Because Watchhog has those rings around its belly. And yep. Furret is just complete rings around it. So that would put us at Lanoon? Yeah. So okay, last question, ask... Sigma. What Pokemon is it? Who's that Pokemon? Is it, is it Lanoon? It is. You guys are so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten it if it had rings around it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are amazing. Not... Yes, it is Lanoon. Congratulations. You nailed it. Um, Lanoon, of course, being the uh, Rush Pokemon. Uh, has a, uh, uh, Pokedexes say, let's see if I can find one real quick here. Um, there we go. It says, when running in a straight line, it can easily top 60 miles per hour. It has a tough time with curved roads. Uh, and Lenu was first introduced in third ver, uh, the Gen 3 at Hoenn. So, good to see you there. Little Lenoon, congratulations guys. Now that does bring the episode to its end. It's so sad when it ends, but definitely it is that time. Of course, guys, you guys know the Rick and Roll, but we're going to still go through it. If you guys like what you're listening, if you guys like what we do here, please follow us in different, all types of different uh, ways. In Twitter, you can go at twitter.com. Uh, and find us at at Puckle Podcast. Also on Facebook, we do have two ways to get us on Facebook. First, the main way, facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast for the main podcast community. But also, if you're looking for to scratch your TCG itch, go to facebook.com slash Puckle TCG. That's our uh, private uh, TCG group run by Gator here. So please go ahead. We lots of good information there. Lots of great people. And we're always available for trading and to answer any questions that you might need. Now that's not the only way. We have a Reddit at r slash Puckle. A Tumblr if that's still a thing at PucklePodcast.tumblr.com And of course, please make sure to review us on iTunes. It's been a while since I've seen a review on iTunes. Guys, someone go and review us. If you really like the TCG cast, go to iTunes. Go to Puckle Podcast. Write a review and say, hey, Thatch, I love the TCG cast crew. Give them a raise. (laughs) Um, And just let us know how good we are doing and how can we improve. Of course, if you can, if you have the money, if you have the coin to spare, you can also follow us and support us through Patreon. There, uh, every single cent that you donate to Puckle goes straight back to the community, uh, either by buying the prizes and organizing all the tournaments and stuff that we do, or by uh, equipment and better programming so we can provide a better quality podcast for you guys. Uh, and of course, last but not least, join us in our discussion at our um, Discord pay, uh, servers, we have a chat room for absolutely everything from general to VGC to TCG to tournaments to PuckleCon for absolutely anything that you might even think of. We even have a Puckle, uh, Switch channel of you for those of you who have Switch that are part of the Puckle community. You can find other Puckleonians who play Switch and we can play all together. So with that, it is that time. You can already listen to the guitar playing in the background. Now, like always, Gator. 
it's always amazing to have you on. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, guys. Uh, it's always a blast. Definitely it is. And Sigma, thank you so much for bringing your expertise here as well. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. And with that, guys, unfortunately, it is that time, and that time is closing time. Have a great night. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.